This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Believe Podcast Network presents the FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back, folks, here on the P... Oh, wow, that was a horrible open. What the... Welcome back to the Believe in FCS Football Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. What are you, what are you looking at? I, I'm not even going <laughs> to... I, I don't even need to, to interrupt this one. You got it. Go ahead, big man. Derailed myself. I'm Joe DeLeo, joined by my my former roommate, former teammate, Mr. Sean Anderson. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the quarterfinals, four games that happened this weekend, some exciting stuff, some lopsided games. Uh, Sean, how are you doing today? Uh, Better than you, I guess. (laughs) I don't know what just happened. I have no idea. And uh, we are past the point where we can do the, all right, let's start over the open. I don't so then I don't care, but I think it's better if I just power through it and suffer. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what the audience prefers. We are, um, we're one takers. We don't do. Yeah. We used to when we started the show. Sometimes the openings would go like what you just heard, very poorly, it and it a would lot. be like it's be like okay, let's start it over again. Uh, but now, I don't know if it's laziness or hubris uh, to, to say we don't. No, it's, want it's authenticity. <laughs> Oh, that's what it's that's authentic. We that's we a- f up. You listen to it. <laughs> I didn't really. Okay, authentic. I'm fine with that word. Um, yeah. yeah, that was uh, that was shocking to say the least. In the first 23 seconds, that display that was just put on. Yeah, I'm I'm doing great. Uh, somehow I'm sick again. I don't know how that happens, but out of way. Don't get COVID, but I'm getting every other possible disease that is uh, on the ground in the streets of LA. Um, Sean. We've got four games this past week. Are you getting it on the ground? Well, I was. My face was on the ground. (laughs) Oh, so you think maybe your face. No, 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 no. no, no, Let me get his face up. Let me see your face. The face is is fine now. It's all better. Yeah. Dude, the the face is good. Glasses are are still smushed, but. Well, probably for the best. uh, I'm going to replace them eventually. Sure. Sean, these games this past weekend, though. Not necessarily blowouts across the board, but they felt a bit lopsided. Um, we're going to talk about and dive into each of those as we're down to the final four teams. We've got the semifinals coming up this weekend before eventually we will have a national championship game. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Jerry Rice winner for the best freshman in the country. That is going to be coming up soon. Sean, before we do get to that, can you just tell our listeners about Bet Online? I would love to because um, I'm that sick SOB that just always takes the Packers. You know why? Because they win me money. And if you're sitting there at home like Joe, who can't do anything, who's sitting there wondering, oh, why am I so broke? Oh, this and that. What? Maybe maybe you're going to, if you're I'm not sitting saying there that anymore. worried about a pair of glasses that you may have broken. Uh, uh, by your own fault, 
and just thinking, oh, how am I going to get a new pair of glasses? You know, I, I know I spent way too much on this pair of glasses, but I'm going to have to get an even uh, worse pair of glasses for even more money. And you're like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> this is a bad pitch. Uh, do not use Terrible. gambling for your primary income, <laughs> <laughs> but you could have some fun during the night times yeah. uh, tonight, Monday night football. I'll throw some action on it. Why not? Because last night, three for three on green Bay bets, three for three and the overhit in the first half. Isn't that something that you would want to have happen for you? Head to the new updated desktop. You're way too cocky about that. I have to say website. Uh, I, I was. Yeah, you were a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Little Maybe bit. I was. Okay. Justifiably, well, but still just a little bit too cocky. Again, you are I, the character that I've done the most annoying person in the world. Uh, when it comes to betting, to be it's you. You have become the bit. Yep. That's what you've done. Uh, so maybe during this next go around in the call to action, I can get through it. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile <laughs> website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 year. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. So if you're like me, folks, you're probably terrible at planning things and also coming up with good gift ideas. And if you've got a lady in your life and you don't want her to be upset at you come Christmas time, I think you need to to start looking around for a good gift. And if you need to find one that's got some good deals going on during the holidays, Lightbox Jewelry is where you need to check out. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques. They've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the greatest gift. They'll never want to take off price, so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com and add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Manage to get through the read, but not the open. That is a, a backwards uh, first five. I, I don't know of what I would trade. I don't. I don't know what I would trade if I if I only get a choice of either from you. Maybe it's the read. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I don't disagree because it looks good if we don't stumble and giggle through the reads uh you know just for advertising purposes right um sean before we get to these games which i'm sure our listeners are excited to talk about uh, i want to hit on the jerry weiss jerry rice award winner which happens to be jackson state quarterback i'm i know i'm going to mispronounce this considering how badly we were mispronouncing a lot uh shadur sanders that's pretty good one I, i'm guessing that's it, that's how it looks like it's pronounced one and or sorry, eleven and one this season, and he threw for two thousand nine hundred and seventy-one yards, twenty-eight touchdowns, and only five interceptions for a sixty-eight percent completion percentage. He pretty much ran away with this thing. Some of the other people that he was competing with were Darius Hale, the running back from Central Arkansas, uh, Josiah Silver from New Hampshire, defensive end, uh, Zevi Eckhouse, quarterback from Bryant, and then uh, the fifth place. Finisher was James Conway from Fordham. I don't know how 23 guys made it on this list. That is insane that that many people receive votes. But Sanders on a team that did really, really well. It's cool seeing that Dion's son 
uh, wins the award and the Jerry Rice Award stays at an HBCU program. And it really wasn't that close. Jackson State this year has had a um, a massive impact on not just FCS football, but uh, college football as well. Uh, and we're seeing a, a revitalization of that aspect of college football and is specific, specifically the uh, FCS. So we're looking at it. And I think uh, it, it's just a uh, not a cultural change because that sounds a little strong, but it, it's a dynamic change within the FCS realm. And you're like, wow, two years. And this is what, you know, this is what we're looking at here. It, it that much of a change that quickly. How do you not give it to the kid that was running the whole team? So, uh, yeah, Sanders by landslide. And uh, maybe some other guys will, will pop up and we'll hear something from a UNH fan. But really, you have to just tip your cap and say, this is all you. You got it. You you take it. You ran with it. Yeah, it's exciting, too, seeing this, this program on the rise. And Sanders was a guy who was getting offers and recognition from SEC programs I, off the top of my head, I know that he had some interest from like South Carolina and schools like that. So the the possibility for him to be at a big program or at an FBS program was there. And he chose to come and play for his dad. Uh, he chose to help develop a historic HBCU program that has put some guys into the NFL. And I, I think that Jackson State is going to continue to rise in terms of what they've done recently. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I know what it would take for Jackson State to compete in the playoffs. Um, I, I remember seeing that Dion was trying to or wants to make that happen. But I would really love to see them compete uh, because I, honestly, I think they probably would have put up a better performance than Florida A&M did. They would have had some good attendance. I tell you what they have. Uh, I mean, Ooh. Dude, packed stadiums. They were getting like forty-eight thousand. That's that's nuts. Get them in the playoffs. Yeah. It, it, it's simple. I, I know, I know, I know. It's it's the jag that we had on the Ivy Leagues a while ago. We had a but not compete. No, no, no. Wait. Yeah, different. but the, the Ivy Leagues are are snobby, so that's a little bit different. Dude, I, I'm just sitting here. If I'm the committee, and I don't know the committee, I don't know a thing about the committee. But I'm, if I'm sitting here looking at this, thinking, okay. We could have 15,000 people at a game, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or we could have 50,000 if we, if we have Jackson State in the play. Granted, they have to make it. They have to be qualified to make it this year. I would say they had it. Uh, how can you turn that down? How can you turn down an entire state of Mississippi getting involved with the FCS playoffs? Right. It's silliness to me. Silly. I'm sure we're going to get a DM from the Reddit FCS guys giving us a breakdown of what it would take for them to make it to the playoffs, which uh, I will be waiting patiently for that DM to come. I will not be. <laughs> um, all right, Sean, let's talk about these games. So I, I, I was leading in with this. These games were were kind of... Uh, I don't want to say that they were, they were blowouts. I put down the wrong score for Villanova, South Dakota State, so ignore that. Out of way. They weren't all blowouts, and they didn't all feel like the opposing team that lost got completely smacked. But all these games, the the victor won by multiple scores. This wasn't like a one-score weekend, which it's a bit disappointing in my eyes because you'd think by the quarterfinals we would get four really competitive games. That wasn't necessarily the case. Uh, The first one that ended up being the last game on the slate was the Sam Houston-Montana State game, 
which Montana State won 42 to 19. An outcome I don't think any of us would have really predicted. And <coughs> geez, I don't know where that came from. Uh, Sean, this one was very messy for Sam Houston as the beginning first half had a lot of turnovers. Eric Schmidt did not have a very good performance to start this game. A lot of too little too late as those turnovers, those interceptions set up some easy scores and some easy drives and some early uh, momentum for Malat and that Montana State offense. Dude, the defense for Montana State suffocating. Three interceptions, four sacks, nine tackles for loss. Insane. How do you... It's very, very hard. It has to be that has to be some crazy ass shootout for you to win that game. You have, your defense has to be doing the exact same thing, which Sam Houston State's defense was not. And you, it's just they're the Seahawks, man. They're the, they're the Seahawks, and that it's obviously they're not Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas uh, and Brandon Browner. They're not. You but got Troy Anderson smacking dudes though. <laughs> but if we're looking at the the structure of the team. They run the rock like crazy. A uh, mm. hundred, what am I looking at? Eighty-one yards between uh, Ifanze and uh, and Mellet. Malat. Malat. Yeah, I, I'm sure I'm going to get that by the end of the season. I, I um, think I'm still <laughs> mispronouncing it, but the video I watched, the the, the commentators said Malat. Three touch, yeah, three touchdowns between them, and then a, a suffocating defense. Good luck, everybody else. And, and I know it's just the first game that we're talking about. And we still have North Dakota State and South Dakota State. And we still got all this and that. Mm. Okay, we'll get to it. Scheme it up. You got to get you got to get cr- chaos is what someone needs to create. And I know that's been that's been our word of the, the, the playoffs. But if you have that structure on Montana <laughs> State like that, go ahead. You can you can get your first 10 plays scripted. But if they're not chaotic enough or, you know, confusing enough, then uh, it's going to be a long one. The color commentator referred to Tommy Malott as the FCS Taysom Hill. And I, I kind of like that because he's built well. He's a he's a good runner. Um, not going to throw the ball a whole lot. He'll make the plays when you need him to. He only threw 11 passes. He was 6 for 11 for 165 yards and two touchdowns. Like He can sling it. Just You don't want him doing it a, a whole lot. But the big killer there is the 76 yards for two touchdowns. So I, I, I think that's a decent comparison. I don't like Taysom Hill. So I'm not going to make yeah. a big, good, big comparison here. Um, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to do that. Um, are we doing fat stats today? Oh. Thing. I'll just give a fat stat from each game. How about that? Okay. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, completely blanked. Um, Sam Houston State wide receiver, uh, Ife Adeyi, nine catches, 184 yards, and two touchdowns. That is your fat stat from this past game between Montana State and Sam Houston State. It's a very unorthodox way of doing fat stats, but that's how we're going to do it. <laughs> we got four games, I guess. Yeah, Ramon Jefferson, by the way, was also held to 17 yards on 11 carries, which uh, suffocating. seriously took them out of it. Yeah, just final quick thought here. Um, Montana State, defense is clearly good enough to win them football games. I, I don't I still am not I think that their offense did well based on the fact that their defense set them up for really easy success on some of those drives. But that defense is legit and, and South Dakota State is going to be in for a very yeah, difficult matchup this upcoming round. Oh yeah. No, it's it's gonna be a, a bloodbath. 
Uh, that's a that's a dog fight rather. Not dog fight, bloodbath. So that's a little graphic for a Monday. Yeah, it's a <laughs> Monday in the middle of the day when we're recording this. Sean, the next game, Villanova versus South Dakota State. South Dakota State prevails 35 to 21. This game was super back and forth in the beginning part of the game where we had multiple big shots, all these deep passes, Daniel Smith connecting with guys, Oladokin hitting guys over the top in the middle of the end zone. But towards the, the third quarter and the fourth quarter, South Dakota State started to pull away. They went on a 21-point run. And then some forced errors, a fumble, an interception by that Villanova offense kind of took them out of it. Pierre Strong Jr. went down early in this one, Sean, with a concussion, I believe, was what Sam Herter had reported on. But that doesn't even matter because Isaiah Davis is on a freaking tear right now. Completely took over this game, had himself a day rushing the football, uh, multiple big runs, was a menace in the red zone and in goal line situations. So the two things that have always carried this South Dakota State team really helped them out in this one, which is their swarming, attacking defense, and their run game. Yeah, I'll say this. Um, on Oladokun's uh, deeper touchdown pass, I believe the uh, the 39-yarder, he, he can flick it. He, that, was, um, that was very impressive. I'd be the way that... That's a confident throw to make. Yeah, uh, uh, over the middle, deep, deep ball, thirty-nine. I, th- I think it's 30, the thirty-nine yard. I don't know, but it, we, he was. It's not like a load back. You, you saw the Taylor Heineke play yesterday, where he just put his all into it to get it forty-two yards. <laughs> yeah, Oladokin, yeah, Oladokin kind of just like flicked just, it. it. It wasn't like that. The, the Justin Herbert throw because that one's that one was nutty, but it, it a little reminiscent. It's like the the light version of that. I'm trying to think. Braylon Smith kind of flicks it also. That's I, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to put a put a comparison to it. Uh that was impressive. And then South Dakota State's like Pittsburgh, man. Like with their running backs. You know, Pittsburgh is always going to draft good receivers, and then somehow South Dakota State's gonna always have good running backs. And Isaiah Davis, 25 here, obvious fat stat here. 25 yeah. rushes, 174 yards, three touchdowns. Okay. Stupid. You know, but, yeah, just go ahead, take over. Take over in the playoffs because that's what you do. Keep taking over. Keep working. Keep running the rock. How do they? How do they? How did they find him? How do they find a a, 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 <laughs> a guy to come in and, and and fill in for Pierre Strong Jr., who's as good as Pierre Strong Jr. So a lot of people think that he's he's better. He might be. Ryan Roberts, Mr. Friend happen? of the Show, he, he says that, that Davis is, is better. And Strong is a guy that we talk about here on the show that's going to get drafted highly. Dude, nuts. I, I, it's it, crazy. Good for them. If I'm a, if I'm a Jackrabbit fan, uh, I'd be very excited for the next couple of years. Because I, I, that's something you can look forward to. Barring yeah, this, transfer. D- d- yeah, barring transfer. Depending on what happens with Pierre Strong if he's available against Montana State. This, that is going to be a fun matchup to predict. And I, I don't want to get into it too much because we're going to talk about that, obviously, on the the late week show. Uh, but, man, that is going to be elite defense versus elite run game, just smashing into each other full speed. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be fun. And this, I mean, Villanova, South Dakota State was pretty fun. You got Daniel uh, Daniel Smith running over uh, running over linebackers. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> he's a gamer. We've been saying it since we, we first I think uh, saw him before we even played him mm-hmm. first. He's a gamer. He's a football player. So whenever you get to watch him on a national stage, you kind of like, whoa, who's this guy? Uh, and that's who he is. He plays well and he plays hard and physical. So 
it's always fun to see that. But South Dakota State just the better team. Their offensive line is is it, it, it's too good. They had such strong caliber. Flipping to the other side of the bracket, Sean, we've got North Dakota State pretty handedly beating ETSU 27-3. to ETSU's coach actually just uh, announced he's stepping down and retiring. Uh, congrats to him on the um, contributions to the ETSU program, helping bring it back to a level where it's uh, competing for a, a championship. But this game played out, Sean, I think as we expected, which was... Starting a little slow, and as both teams are running the football, they were going to put themselves, you know, across the 50-yard line, might lead to some punts, but as North Dakota State slowly got into that rushing rhythm, they had a lot more guys to tote the rock and get the ball to that they just very gradually pulled away in the fashion that we see North Dakota State tend to do, which is they're not going to put up 50 and throw a bunch of deep passes, but they're going to get up to 27 points and they're going to take their time slowly killing you. Yeah, so here's the obvious fat stat for this game. Uh, seven different North Dakota State players rushed the ball. That's insane. Why? Why would you? <laughs> you think, You think? okay, they got you hear in the NFL, right? Two-headed yeah. monster. You know, big guy, little guy, shifty. Then sometimes you get the three-headed monster. You're like, oh, okay. Uh, like like uh, San Francisco, whatever. They, they had Mostert, they had Coleman, and they had... Um, McKinnon, you're like, oh, this is a backfield. And New England's always been doing that also when they had uh, Blunt and Michelle. I don't know if Michelle was there, but you know what I'm saying. James White was there and that that whole crew. You're like, three running backs. Oh, that's that's a true committee. Seven different people running the ball this this past week. That's insane. What what do we what do you two do? quarterbacks are in there too? <laughs> I know the two quarterbacks. I'm almost not even counting that, but but five different players you got back in there, they're toting the rock. I'm like, Maybe it's more commonplace in college football. I don't know, but I'm sitting here like, okay. So if you're a defense, you're looking at this like, okay, okay, fine. You know, maybe we got a secondary rotation of the defensive lineman, got a, a you know nickel package so the big middle linebacker can get out. Uh, defensive backs they can run all all day. But if you're going against fresh legs all day and fresh legs that can run the ball well and know how to tote it and are comfortable getting five yards in a cloud of dust, all that, what are you gonna do? What what are you? What your legs can't hold up? Enjoy, hey, three tech, have a have a fun day. Have a fun day <laughs> because while you're struggling to get off blocks, the the, the running back's already uh, equidistant with you, and he's falling forward. So good good luck because he's falling forward. You you could just put another guy in there. He'll do the same thing, and that's maybe credit all to the offensive linemen. They're you know they're they're all they're all neck at, at North Dakota State. They're all just <laughs> neck, and neck. and they just they just maulers, man. It, the final, the, the final four, you look at them. Who's where's the weaknesses? And we'll we'll pick that apart on the on the yeah. on the preview show. But man, they put in some. The winners put in some solid performances this week. Yeah, the one other part of this game that sticks out is the extent that they shut down ETSU's offense. Quay Holmes. Uh, I'm sorry to say this, probably no longer in contention to, uh, to really... I, uh, tough. Jamie Williams sent me a message, and I forget what he... I think that they've it's already... It's, the they already know who the winner is, but uh, that, to me, I, I don't think he wins the Walter Payton if only putting up 35 yards when he's supposed to be the guy. Uh, they also couldn't throw the ball. 16 for 32 for 92 yards was Tyler Rydell's 
final stat line. So ugly performance offensively because North Dakota State completely shut them out from doing anything offensively. So that is scary for James Madison, who beat Montana 28-6. to Again, not, another, not a game statistically, and, and in the box score really looks like a blowout. But we, we saw an injury to Cam Humphrey, who is the starting quarterback for Montana and has been a bit inconsistent, but has um, been a, a guy that's taken over that role and handled it the entirety of the year. He wasn't doing that great, but he goes down with an injury where he just gets popped after he tried to scramble. Um, it looked pretty rough when he got hit, but they had full control. Same thing with with. North Dakota State. James Madison had full control doing what they do, which is running the football. Cole Johnson had uh, a nice day, 295 yards, but the rushing performance from Latrell Palmer is a big reason why they won. And a lot of similarities between all these teams, all four of these teams. They can run the rock, they play good defense, and they're going to shut down a part of your offense that is is crucial for victory. Oh, dude, he, parallels across the board. And uh, also congratulations, Lorenzo Bryant Jr. Playoff touchdown. Yes. Uh, friend of the show is, is what we're going to say. We're, we're, we'll keep it moving. Uh, Cole Johnson has stepped up in consecutive games in the playoffs. He's continuing to lead this team to wins. And I, I know it's a we're not we're not really a quarterback show. We like to take deep dives into the teams. But if you're looking at a guy who last year we're looking at him saying, oh, okay, maybe it's okay. And then this year you're looking at him like, who's this guy? Different player, different player. And maybe it just took seven years for it to set in. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, to see a, a fan base like JMU, who is rather rabid for the, uh, for the at least on social media, uh, they're rather, um, what is it when you, when you, seek out conflict. What's that word? <laughs> Confrontational. Confrontational. On social, yeah, on social media. Uh, not much confidence going into this season from them, at least for, with who I, from who I interacted with. And they kind of were like humbled, like, oh, what's this Cole Johnson guy going to do? He's leading your team. Mm. He's leading your team and he's getting looks because he's leading this team and he's he's uh, he's efficient. All right? It's not going to be gaudy. Some, some games, six touchdown games, sure. He's efficient. Seven incompletions. I'll take that no, no, I'll take that all the time. Yeah, I'll when you've been only there for, seven incompletions. When you've been there for nine years, I would hope that you're uh, <laughs> performing at that level. But no, Cole Johnson's been great. Uh, I found out from uh, talking to somebody that uh, he actually had some votes for the Walter Payton Award. That one I didn't, that I didn't hundred percent get. But um, no, it's interesting performance. Great game by James Madison. I, all, again, we're talking parallels here. The best teams that are remaining are the ones that can do those things effectively, which is run the football and play really good defense. We're going to end up previewing these games coming up uh, later in the week, as we always do. Sean, I, I think that's it that we have really to cover for these because there's less games and not really a lot of lockdown performances. It, it was it was some easy victories for all four of these teams. Yeah, and we say easy victories, but it's obviously, you know, it's, it's a huge grind to get there. And you have to imagine if, can you imagine still playing right now, playing a game in December <laughs> after how we felt off. after how we felt the beginning of November? Yeah, it, it different. It, it, they're just motivated, and that's what's cool about football is that 
you you can work past that crazy ass uh, uh, tiredness and soreness and body ache. And you're looking at these guys like, wow, how do they look so fresh? And it's because you tap into some different part of your brain that's saying, hey, you made it this far, you know. Mm-hmm. Get up, loser. <laughs> that's that's kind of how it is. <laughs> that's that's kind of like a week three of camp mentality. You're like, all right, yeah, time to get up. Let's get it going. Just like I don't want to do this, but I have to. Right. It's that, that mentality. <laughs> um, all right, Sean, I think that's gonna be it from us at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. Hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. We're getting cl- we're almost to 700 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Um, I think that we're not far off to possibly getting to a thousand. So please subscribe. I, I'm planning on doing some sort of giveaway for both shows that are on the YouTube when we get to a thousand, just to incentivize people to hit the subscribe button. Um, Sean, any closing thoughts? No, I'm thinking about some a, a giveaway item right now. No, I have. I, I was gonna. You know, I'll just say it. I'm. I'm gonna make a post for it in the next couple of weeks. Uh, once we get it, maybe a little closer to a thousand. Just do a Jersey giveaway. So if what you know, jersey whoever, giveaway. yeah, whoever want you know whatever jersey, whoever wins will tell me what jersey they want. And I'm going to send them a jersey. I've got some Joe DeLeon memorabilia. Um, do you? He, d- he what, doesn't know that I you, have it. He doesn't. What Joe so DeLeon memorabilia? If, you, if you're if you're interested in getting something that Joe DeLeon owns that I stole from him, uh, you know, reach what out to me. What do Twitter. you have? Hey, pocket. You got to tease it. You got to tease it a little bit. You got to no, see what no, it. people can inquire. No. No, 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 no. You know, we yeah, get to a thousand. We get to a thousand. Then, then you get to know. Then you get to know. Uh, 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 All right. Second place winner will get uh, a piece no, of Joe DeLeo. First place winner. No, because <laughs> second place winner, you enjoy your jersey. It's going to be like a, a, a old torn up pair of underwear that I left in. Why my would room. I have that? Why, <laughs> I don't well, know. You're what weird. What would I have for that? No, no. Just for a, this. Actually, something you're looking for. I'll, uh, it'll be. What is it? I can't tell you. You're a a real dickhead. Uh, All right. Thanks, folks. Subscribe. Drive safe. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.